This is WrestleZone Radio, presented by WrestleZone.com. Find us on iTunes. Welcome back, WrestleZone Radio listeners. It's me, Nick Hausman, and we are here with the latest Impact Wrestling media call this week featuring X Division champion Matt Seidel. Please don't forget to tune in tonight. Pop TV, 8, 7 Central, latest episode of Impact Wrestling featuring the Eli Drake taking on Pentagon Jr. for the Impact Wrestling Championship. That said, let's talk about redemption. You, you put the uh, X Division title online against a former champion, former two-time champion in P.D. Williams. You walked out with the belt, the only champion who walked in and walked out with the belt. And now we uh, are slowly on the road to Slammiversary, July 22nd in Toronto. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts is I, I intend to be the reigning defending X Division champion through Slammiversary. Um, I, I love the way the X Division is shaping up because this high level of competition and quality of competition and diversity of competition has really forced me to raise myself to the next level. Uh, working with guys like EC3 brought out a little bit of the killer instinct I've been looking for. And then recently I've had the international uh, – flavors getting dropped on me with Ishimori and Iho de Fantasma. And these guys are incredible wrestlers that do things completely differently. And so it's forced me to be able to, you know, blink my eyes and be wrestling a guy in Japan, blink my eyes and it's a uh, Mexican style arm drag coming at me and to be able to react and uh, take on all comers is just, it's the beauty of being in the X division. What's that like to uh, have to go against foreign challengers who are not only around the world. Uh, you were breaking up there for a second. Your, your thoughts about having to uh, face some of the best competitors from around the world? Well, I mean, it's as simple as this. I'm the best competitor in the world, so there would be no no local talent to go up against me. I'm only looking for world class. Uh, it was the drive from when I was really young to not just um, be good, be better than the people nearby me. I wanted to, to keep competing and pushing myself until I found myself among the people who I was getting eaten alive by. And by constantly living in that situation, by always being the, you know, a little fish in a big pond, by always working with people better than me, I've gotten to the point where I'm the champion and now the world-class challengers are stepping up to me because they're looking for the challenge. They're looking for someone who can open their third eye and help them along their path to greatness. You know, everybody has their own personal legend in this wrestling business. And sometimes we make ours at the expense of other people. And sometimes we make ours together with other people. You know, the feuds, as much as guys hate each other, you know, that can make or break a career. So there's, there's just, um, you know, a lot of factors in play with this. Well, with that said, Matt, we're going to open it up for media questions. Media, as always, I ask that you identify yourself and your media outlet, and please limit it to one question and one question alone so we can uh, get through everybody calling in today. Hi, it's Ian Carey from sescoops.com. Matt, you talk a lot about opening your third eye and achieving a higher state of consciousness. I'm wondering how you feel this gives you an advantage in the ring and if you carry these philosophies with you in your life outside of wrestling. Well, you know, hold on, man. I got to open up your phone there. 
Matt, go yeah, ahead. Better, I didn't right? have me. Okay, now put Ross on mute. Send. <laughs> hey, so that's a great question. Um, you know, the, the, the more I've integrated my personal philosophy into my wrestling performances, the more success I've had. The more genuine a connection I feel with the crowd and the more liberated I feel in the ring. And I feel like I'm making the best work ever by putting what's in my head out uh, and putting that in the ring. Because before I was relying solely on my physical, uh, I wouldn't call them gifts because they were harder physical traits that I have endured. Um, but now I rely on the mind-body connection. It's an ecological awareness that allows me to not just be this, a mind separate from a body, but mind and body integrated into one and integrated into the whole system that we all live in and are all a part of. So, you know, it's that, that bringing my mind into the game has allowed me to connect at a different level. And, I mean, quite frankly, at this point, I see in slow motion, I'm moving fast forward, and there's nobody that can do the things I can do. Hey, this is a big fear from Israel, from Ego Total. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing excellent, thank you. Uh, we spoke uh, a couple of months ago when you just uh, won the X Division title after a long, long time. Uh, you've been chasing it, and uh, we can see over the past few weeks the wrestlers from uh, Lucha Underground are becoming more and more uh, meaningful on the Impact Wrestling. And as as ex the X Division champion, uh, what you would you like to? Who would you like to face when you had the chance from the Lucha Underground wrestlers? Well, you know, I, the whether they're from Lucha Underground or wherever the wrestlers are from, I want to I want to wrestle the wrestlers that want to stand out, the ones that want to cause a scene, the ones that want to make everybody in the back watch the monitor when we wrestle. And there's a lot of guys stepping up. I mean. Uh, to be in the midst with Pentagon and Phoenix, of course. I mean, these are obvious answers. Hijo de Fantasma is incredible. I mean, there's, there's, there's no lack of competition. But what I'm looking for is the guy that can do it on game day, that when it's crunch time, when the pressure's on, who can push me the furthest? Who really has the courage to go in there with someone who already has won the match mentally before they even walk in there? So if there's a guy that has the courage to walk in the ring with me, knowing full well that I've already won the match mentally and the physical parts are just going to follow, uh, then great. You know, sign them all up. You, we could do a gauntlet. I could run through, you know, three or four guys at a time, uh, depending on how much shoulder feels of the day, you know. We, we, can, we can line them all up and I'll send them all down. So what do you think about uh, a match with Phoenix? What do you think about his abilities in the ring? Well, I, you know, uh, Phoenix... Surprised me the first time we wrestled was at um, PWG Battles Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure he won. You know, it's so funny how you you don't remember how it turned out. But I, I will tell you that that's a match worth putting on Pete and repeat. Uh, that's one worth slowing down and rewatching. I remember he almost like cracked my wrist in it, and I mean we we went insane the first time we met. It was when I wrestled Phoenix for the first time. It reminded me of when I wrestled El Generico and. Kevin Steen the first time. You, without knowing the guy or hardly even communicating, we went in there and spoke this international language of wrestling, and it just created some magic. And I think if Phoenix and I get in the ring again, there will be magic. And when there's magic in the air, that definitely favors me. 
Great man. Have a, I hope to see this match again on uh, Impact uh, on Impact Wrestling. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. Tune in. Matt, today on uh, tonight on Impact, the number one contender for the X Division title will be decided in a four-way match: Ishimori versus Phantasma versus Drago versus Aerostar. Your thoughts? Well, here's my thoughts. Call me when the match is over and the results are in. I'm not going to watch a bunch of other people perform and wrestle. I'm not going to let that be in any way whatsoever. I'm, I am completely prepared and fully ready to walk in there blind against anyone. It could be a spin the wheel, make a deal, put me in the ring, take all those four guys, spin the wheel, send any of them down there. Because to me, it's not the opponent that matters. It's me that matters. It's how prepared am I, how centered am I, how equanimous. Am I? Because then I know I'm ready for any time. Because I will be prepared. Hi, it's Josh Lawless from Sport Bible. Um, Matt, how much are you enjoying being the X Division champion, the uh, face of a pretty iconic division? Yeah, I take a lot of pride and joy in it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly. Uh, X Division champion now defending the belt. And uh, I walk around my wrestling school and I tell these kids that you know, follow this hard work and discipline over a long run, you know, you can accomplish things like this. Brilliant. Uh, thanks for your time. And for, and, and for me, you know, the, the being X Division champion is something that uh, I'm also, you know, as much as I love it, I'm also not attached to it. I'm not attached to being champion. I don't need the belt on my shoulder. To, to know my worth as a human being, but mm-hmm. that belt seems attached to me. And I, but I feel it pulling me towards it. So it, whether I want to be champion or not, that belt just stays with me. Hi, Matt. This is BQ from B2Wrestling.com, based out of the UK and the Impact Lounge podcast here in the United States. So my question is for you. You've always been a very innovative uh, athlete. And in your last two title defenses, you did not win with the Shooting Star Press. You almost won with a uh, cradle-type role. I'm not really sure exactly what to call it. Um, Are you trying to introduce uh, a new offense? Um, Is is this done by design? Uh, Are you trying to introduce a new offense to this uh, new crop of X-Division athletes? Yes, yes. Yes, 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 100%. These guys have been dropping me on my head and trying to break my neck for so many years. And, you know, I threw a German here. I used to throw a dragon when I was young. I just wasn't dropping enough people on their heads, and I decided that uh, I was inspired. I was watching some old film of myself from my, you know, before I was X-Division champion, I was once IWA Mid-South uh, light heavyweight champion. We shocked the world. Uh, and the uh, guys that I trained with and learned a lot about wrestling from did a little special maneuver called the chemical imbalance. And, uh, I, I thought that couldn't be more appropriate for me. And I'm popping people on their head with the chemical imbalance and continuing its, you know, efficient, uh, end of people's matches. And, you know, the shooting star, you think, you know, I, being predictable is something that has caused me a lot of grief in my life. If people 
already know what you're doing before you do it, uh, it will be less effective. And uh, I've been getting a lot of knees up and a lot of guys getting out of the way on the shooter. And, you know, I, I want to take direct action to fix that, to, you know, and this is the direct action I've taken. And it's kept the X division title around my waist, over the shoulder, and uh, occasionally jammed into my suitcase going through airports. Thank you. Matt, we're going to go to an email question from Jesus Zamora. He, he okay. asks, any thoughts on a potential tag run in the future, and who would you want to partner with? That is a great question. Well, I love tag wrestling. I think it's one of my specialties. Okay, not, I don't think it is. I know for a fact it is. I am a great tag wrestler. And, you know, I, I love the beauty of tag team wrestling, six-man matches. I think there's something incredibly special about them. And I feel like I've been a part of some of the best, uh, some of my best matches have been tag matches. In terms of partners, there's a lot of people that are on the same wavelength as me. There are a lot of people with open third eyes that do see things from the same higher perspective. Uh, a guy like Paul London, you know, a guy who also does a shooting star press and also has a bit of, uh, you know, individual mindset. I think he would be a great partner for me. Uh, the psychedelic superstar, Chris Silvio would be an excellent tag partner for me. My brother, Mike Seidel, the yoga master, would be an incredible tag team partner. Uh, my old tag team partner, Ricochet, you know, he's more than welcome to come tag with me too. Uh, then, then of course, you have to go with the, the, the dark horse in, in the race and, and the one you wouldn't expect me to pick. But I'd say if you want, if you want the two – now, I know, I know I've been causing a little bit of commotion with my attitude. And I'll tell you what, I do have an attitude, and that's not going to change. But if you put me and Moose together – as a as a tag team, I'm pretty sure you would just have a t-shirt sell out and you know the biggest baby face pop and probably we we would be doing the main events over the heavyweight title if it was me and Moose uh, we'd be tag champions. Like LAX, do you think those guys would stand a chance against me and Moose? No, me and Moose we we just got this connection, great timing together, we'd be unstoppable. What would the name of the team be with you and Moose? Uh, you know what? I'm really bad at team names. You know what the team name of me and Ricochet was? Uh, Matt Seidel and Ricochet, because you know it's not the na- it's not the name, it's it's the person. You know, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. In fact, actually, that's the name of me and Lucy's tag team, a rose by any other name. Hello, hello. Hi, this is uh, Sammy Callahan from. OBE Media Comms, and I'm on the call right now. What are you guys even talking about? Hey. <laughs> Who let Sammy on the call? No, I get things done. I do what I want. Look, I'm on the call now. No disrespect to Matt Seidel. He gets the same math from our guy, Rockwell Mass, so I'll give you the thumbs up for that one. This has nothing to do with you, so what I'm about to say doesn't pertain to you, Matt. Is that cool? We're cool. I just want you to know, uh-huh. me and you, we're cool. I'll give you the Rockwell pass. So here's the thing. Is Ross on the call right now? Yes, Sammy. uh, Uh, Shut up, Ross. Shut up. Let me talk. Ross, here's the thing I need you to do right now. Get the whole media team. Get them out there. Put out things on Twitter that says Sammy Callahan, the draw, is on the media call right now because maybe the numbers will go up once again. 
okay? So make sure you get the media team to put that out right now, Ross. Can we do that? Uh, we'll do that, but uh, we're, we're trying to... Shut up. Shut up. So my problem right now isn't with Matt Seidel. My problem right now is with TNA management. I just got a message about an hour ago saying they're, they're on the fence of whether or not they want to show the footage of me beating up Don Callis in Canada. Does Impact Wrestling really not have the balls to show that footage? I am telling you, they better put that footage on the show tonight or there's going to be more hell to pay. I don't get a damn if you're my boss. I don't get a damn if you're Scott Demore, Don Callis, Sanjay Dutt, anyone out there that works for TNA management. I am going to do and say what I want because you know what? I am the draw at this point. I'm almost damn near untouchable. So, hey man, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but I, I will give you a little update. It is okay, confirmed, give me a little update, Ross. It is confirmed 100%. Impact tonight, we are going to show the video footage of you bloodying Don Callis from Toronto. Oh, so they actually had the cojones, they actually had the balls to actually put it on. Wow, Impact Wrestling, finally listening to the boys and finally listening to the fans. Let me give you another little bit of a note there, Sammy. I got one other thing for you, Sammy. Tonight on Impact, we're going to announce about your future in this company. Are you getting fired tonight? I don't know because Impact Management doesn't want to tell me shit. So I go up and see things on social media. I found out about that via a Twitter, via a tweet from at Impact Wrestling. So I really don't know what's going to happen in my future. But you know what? I really don't care at this point. I don't give a damn. Impact Management knows the numbers I put up. And Impact Management knows exactly what they need to do, what's best for their business model. Sammy, um, it's always been a pleasure having you on the teleconference. We prefer it to be planned. Uh, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet, Ross. You can't just kick me off the call. Why did I think that was going to be your reply? What, what did they call me? They call me hashtag the draw. So how about I say when I'm off the call, not you? Who are you? What do you even do, Ross? Please inform me because I don't really know a damn thing you do at this point. Why do you think you can talk to me like this is the problem? Impact management wants to disrespect me, wants to disrespect the rest of OBE, and they want to disrespect everything that we're doing for this company. For God's sake, we're barely in the video opening. We're barely in the video opening. So you know what? Now I'm done with the call. On my time. My time. Everyone check out my brands on social media, at that Sammy Callahan, at PW Revolver, because we get real shit done. Okay, well, uh, Matt, I'm not sure how you're going to follow up that, but uh, wow, Matt Seidel. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess I have a few comments on that. First of all, props to Sammy Callahan for thinking for himself and questioning authority. Uh, what, what a great attitude he has. Completely lost it, but uh, the only thing I'd like to say is that I hope when he hung up the phone, he didn't accidentally hit himself in the eye and break his orbital bone. Alrighty, well we will uh we will move on to the next caller here. Josh from Sport Bible back again. Um you talked about your, your former partner Ricochet. Just wanted to know um how big a star do you think he can be in the wrestling business? 
I mean, I, I don't understand how that works, like who's a star and what's not, but he's the best. Just watch him. Watch yeah. anything he's ever done. The last, I don't know, eight, I mean, you can go back in time pretty far, and he's still pretty awesome, but especially what he's been doing the past five years, the last yeah. six months, what, every time he steps in the ring, he's seeking. So, you know, what, I, I don't care what people, you know, if, if, what does a star mean? I don't, I don't really understand how that works or what it is, but in terms of does he deserve the respect uh, of the boys because of his hard work ethic, awesome technique, and like self, like, and just incredible attitude? Yes. Is he is he what all wrestlers should aspire to be? Uh, pretty much, you know. He, you know, a guy, a guy like Ricochet is a guy who has a ton of respect for the business and is an inspiration to guys coming up, trying to tries to raise everybody up with him. I mean, uh, I can't say enough good things about the guy. Hey, Stefan. Hi, Matt. Stephanie for Steelchair Magazine in UK. Uh, I'm really happy to talk to you today. Um, you, you re- you've wrestled all over the world for almost every company in the world, the smallest, the biggest. Um, and what makes Impact so, such, such a great place to wrestle, mostly right now for you? Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a great place for me to wrestle. I'd say it's ideal. Uh, I'd say as somebody who wants to lead the X Division, the only place to do that is at Impact. The X Division is something special that I cherish, and that is a lineage that I am carrying with the utmost weight. It is the perfect place for me to put on the best performances of my life, display my skill, my heart, and my mind right there in that ring for everyone. That canvas, when I step into it, it is mine. The spotlight is on me. The cameras are on me. And I am completely free. And in those moments where I just have these transcendent experiences where it's called Satori, just no mind mindlessness, where you're just operating purely on instinct, there's a, there's a special beauty in that. And I hope people can capture it and share it with me. Now we're going to go to an email question from Dirk Daz. He wants to go to know which guys on the Impact roster have you been watching the matches the most in the back? Uh, you know what I'm I'm wondering is like uh, what's the email address for this? Because I got some questions. I'd like to send one to Sammy Callahan. Like, uh, where did you get the passcode for the conference call? Uh, so the question was, which wrestlers do I watch in the back? And again, I will repeat to you: the answer is nobody. That's the thing that separates me from everybody else. Everyone sits around and watches everybody else wrestle and then goes out there and does the same old stuff the same way everybody else does it. Not me. I live in my own world, and in there, there's no outside influences. It's just me, my mind, stripped down with no outside influences, no cultural conditioning. I'm completely deconditioned from all the conditioning that everybody else has subjected themselves to. So, yeah, and I also really like watching Brian Cage wrestle. Hey, Matt, Ryan Bowman from thegrillposition.com. <clears throat> you have a teach, uh, teacher's mentality, and you lead the way. When you are teaching your students down in Florida, what's the best advice that you give them, and what's the worst career advice you've gotten in wrestling? Uh, well, you know, I think the thing I try and get with my students on is it's not like uh, 
wrestling is just a long run game and you have to be patient. And like, just because I'm yelling at you today, uh, the, the hardest thing for me has, has been, you know, instilling things that uh, like honor, respect and tradition uh, into people because it's, they're, they're very important to me. And, um, you know, those things can only, they, they have to come gradually and over time because, you know, as much as you respect wrestling, when you get into it, your respect and appreciation for it grow as you grow as a wrestler. I imagine much the same way as somebody's journey from white to black belt and something like jujitsu, the nuances, everything gets deeper, more profound and special. And, and so, you know, trying to get beyond uh, a bunch of guys like grunting and, you know, stomping around. I mean, there's some, there's something so much more to it. Uh, and, and I'm trying to help them uncover that, you know, what's beneath the surface or behind the curtain, as you could say. Hi, uh, this is Shireen. Uh, namaste, Matt. Namaste. So, um, I wanted to ask you, uh, Matt, uh, there is a good crop of exhibition stars right now, uh, young athletes coming from different countries. If you had to choose one protege, uh, one guy you could take under your wing, who would it be? Wow, that's a great question because um, I really think that's a great way to bring up wrestlers is essentially pro- protege uh, is also sort of like the young boy system that they do in Japan. Uh, I really think that's a, great, that's a great way to develop a system like that. But... Um, the the guys that I've seen lately coming up are, are the, the guys that that have caught my attention recently um, are guys like Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. Their stuff that they've done at Dragon Gate has been tremendous, but their growth over the last year has been extremely tremendous. Their focus, their drive, their their desire, their hearts there. It, it uh, I don't want to say it reminds me of me because there's so much more there's so much more different and advanced than I was, but they're inspiring me to be better because. If they're this good, at, like Zach Wentz, I think he might be 23 or 24. I don't know. But if, they're, if he's this good at, at this age, he could be even 26. If he's this good at 26, who knows what he'll be at 30. And it's like, well, boy, I better uh, get back on the horse and start getting create, create new ideas and uh, pushing my boundaries or just straight out dissolving the boundaries and uh, expanding uh, everything. Thanks. Matt, we'll go to an email question from Dan Van. What do you remember from your first short run in TNA Impact, and what did you learn from that at that stage in your career? Oh, well, I learned that um, the beginning, the the wrestlers early on in the shows don't get paid. Uh, I learned that you have to show up, work hard, and you can learn a lot of lessons as time goes. When I first started showing up, I didn't have any expectations uh, of of doing anything other than getting some experience. And what I found out in those matches was the level, the the league that I was in was wholly and entirely outclassed on almost the entire card. So when I left St. Louis thinking, I'm I'm top dog in this town, like I, I really was very confident in my abilities. Then I showed up at in Nashville at the asylum. And I saw AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels wrestling in person. I saw Loki and Jerry Lynn wrestling. I saw all these guys who've been to, it was just 
uh, it reminded me how far I have to go on the journey. And, and, uh, but it was so fortunate because it was an epicenter of independent wrestling at the time. And that's where I was able to meet all the, all the people that I branched out my independent wrestling career with. That's where I met Chris Hero who got me into IWA Mid-South and showed me so much about wrestling. Guys like Nate Webb and Dave Prezak and the people who were pivotal in my career. Uh, you know, uh, Punk was up there at the time, and he and I were, you know, we were both Midwest wrestlers, and just there was uh, a great, it was a great, it was a great place to get the experience that I couldn't get anywhere else, and all I had to do was cut class on Wednesdays and drive on down to Nashville. Hey, Matt, John Cargan from the Wrestling Estate. You touched on this earlier, but I wanted to ask, what inspired you to bring this zen, real-life uh, you know, mentality that you carry in your everyday, what inspired you to bring that into your wrestling career? Oh, well, you know, I always felt that uh, I was only portraying one side of my personality, just the good side. And I think everybody on Earth, uh, well, I think there's a universal truth world is that there is no good or bad people aren't good or bad it's it's all based individually everybody's flawed everybody has problems everybody goes through hardships and to not evidence that to always say you're happy healthy and fine and you're to always say you're okay is disingenuous and so i had to pull that from myself i had to remove that part of me that would say i'm good when i'm not good the part of me that would put on a happy face when it's not when everything's not all right and i just got real because i want to connect to people for real that connection that i felt when i watched wrestling was real and genuine and true and i think we, that still exists as much as there's the superhero tendencies and the cartoony anime side of things there is there is a very special type of eye contact that we can make right through the third eye that is meaningful and powerful and uh you, know, you can only get that with your exhibition champion we got an email question from Francis Reyes. Who from the U.K. would you like to defend your title against when Impact goes to the U.K. later this year? Oh, they got a, there's a kid named uh, Willie. Willie, young Willie Osprey, that's his name. Uh, Will Osprey, Quicksilver. I, I would definitely like to wrestle Will again. Uh, we've, we've had a great number of runs together. But there's an also, a, I mean, the thing is now, I really despise the nationalism that exists in wrestling and in all of our world. Because I understand it's appropriate to take pride in people who come from your area, but the divisions by countries are nonsense. The beauty of wrestling is you meet people that you would never meet before through this one common thing of pro wrestling. Yet we keep putting up these walls of nationalities. Who do you want to wrestle from here or from this? And I understand it's, it's typical human brain categorization. But I want to open it up and you know, not be focused on, oh, well, when you go to England, you have to wrestle a British wrestler. For me, when I go to England, there's Australian wrestlers there that kick ass. I mean, there, there's such a good scene in England. We, we could spend an entire teleconference on the possibilities of, of, all, of all that. And so, you know, I don't know. I just had to get out my little rant on uh, anti-nationalism. And I just think it's nonsense because it's just one big planet. We are all one. Peace, love, and pro wrestling. 
Uh, hi, Max. Uh, so you had spoken about loving uh, tag team wrestling earlier, and uh, you also had a great tag team with uh, Kofi Kingston back in the day, and recently Ricochet. So who was your favorite tag team partner? Who did you enjoy working with the most? Well, okay. So my favorite tag partner of all time uh, was well. There's two guys, Mark Henry and John Cena. Uh, I had so much fun with Mark Henry. I loved our dynamic. I, if I hadn't injured my shoulder, we would have had a good run as a, as a great tag team. And I think Mark really brought out my real personality. He's such a genuine guy. He like he helped me feel more comfortable and relaxed, and really helped me bring myself out. Uh, and then just getting to tag with John Cena on a bunch of occasions. Uh, it's the same thing like when you team with Tanahashi. You just it's very special every time it happens. And if you're in that ring with a guy like that and you're not learning, then uh, you you might be just numb or dumb. Thank you. Uh, Stephanie from Steel Chair Magazine again. Um, my, um, you've been in, in the wrestling business for more than 15, nearly 20 years. Um, do do you have one match or one opponent uh, you want to remember? One match, one opponent in during all this time, someone or match that really matters for you. Thank you. Well, well, thank you for your question. When the moment my match happens, it means everything to me. But before it and after, it means nothing to me. I'm not attached to the results. I'm not attached to the accolades. I'm not looking for compliments, and I'm not attached when people crap on me, which I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't read. I never really see that happening. Uh, what I'm saying is I'm not attached to any of this. I don't live my life under that framework of it's important, these, these matches, these performances. I don't live my life that, that whatever, you know, that this match at WrestleMania, whatever, that none of that's important. It's all history, so it, you can't assign extra value to it because then you're just attached to it and then you're living in the past and you're not in that present moment. You can't appreciate the present moment fully. So while I'm in it, you can see it on my face that it is a special time in my life. But as soon as it's over with, basically as soon as I have my next match, that previous one's washed away and I've, I've learned, I've grown and I've moved on and I've, uh, I've let it go. And that's a, it's a great, it's a, metaphor for life too but you, if you stay attached and you're only thinking about well in, in 2006 I was the champion here and, and I look like this and in 2009 I'm this and uh, you, you, that, that's, that's just a game that goes nowhere and does no, no good for you uh, so that, that, that's my take on it the, the, being exhibition champion is incredibly special to me but I'm not less of a person with or without the belt you know the belt doesn't make the man the man makes the belt Hi, Matt. Uh, Lewis here from the Tap Out Wrestling Podcast Network. How are you doing today? Yo. Uh, quick question for you. With all, the, with all the partnerships that Impact has formed with, um, with independent promotions, has there been one or maybe a group of wrestlers that you've seen that you feel would be a good fit for the exhibition and a possible challenger for your title? Yes. I look forward to selecting future X-Division uh, contenders. 
I do have to run through the rest of the roster momentarily. I, I imagine that'll take me another few months. But once I'm through with that, I will be extending invitations because the X division is mine to curate. And I will curate it exactly how I see fit. So if I have to go to Germany and pick out a guy like Lucky Kid, bring him into the X division. If I have to go to Australia and find the best guys there, that's, that's no problem. I mean, I know these guys in Lima, Peru, that you might not have ever seen wrestle, but they're out of this world. I, I, and, and we'll be coming to Impact Wrestling. You know, uh, my third eye is open. When, I, and when things happen in this business, I already, like, my ability to see trends forming and to be an early adopter is one of my greatest skills. So as you watch this X Division unfold, the men that you will see popping, appearing, and hanging around in this X Division are going to be the people that are wrestling. The people that all the fans are going to be talking about and enjoying will be X Division wrestlers. And uh, so if the fans have a lot of guys that they might want me to take a peek at, send me uh, at Matt Seidel, M-A-T-T-S-Y-D-A-L at Instagram. You know, tag tag me in some, some guy's stuff. I'll check them out. But quite frankly, there's no shortage of talent and no shortage of guys that actually intimidate me. There's a brand new group of guys coming out of China. Now, you might think there's no wrestling in China. That's what everybody said. No. That's not the case. And I'm not sure I'm ready to spill all the beans, but let me just tell you, there is a Sha- there is essentially a Shaolin martial arts temple that has converted some of its space into a wrestling training school and with these guys being trained by one of the most pro- prolific internationally acclaimed wrestlers uh, and they're just starting to break out. They're they're in Las Vegas tonight. They were in Japan last week and they were in uh, Shanghai the night before. I mean, these these guys are the coming future. So the exhibition I'm looking for are not people who are figured out wrestling and, and can do are doing the same wrestling stuff that everybody else has been doing for the last 50 years of pro wrestling. I'm looking for people who are coming from the outside, who see things differently and apply that into wrestling, that are changing it, that are molding it, molding the form that every wrestler in the future will fit into because we are creating that form. Right, we'll go to an email question from Ryan Taylor. You'd like to know who would you like to face in your last ever match? Oh, I'd like to. I mean, I imagine I'd like to go one one on one with God or whatever. The you know, my last match is death, and you know that's yeah, that's a big one. I'm not sure what's. I'm not exactly sure what's on the other side, but I like to think there's something cool. Maybe some elders. Uh, yeah, that's my last match. We'll follow that up with a quick email question from Chris Heineken. Has Impact Wrestling this year changed the game as far as putting independent wrestling companies on a national TV platform? I mean, I, what, what kind of setup question is that? It's not even a real question. Did, it, did they get national exposure on TV? Well, yes. But what, what does that mean? What, what do I take? What's my take on it? I don't know what kind of question that is because it just seems like it was a very leading question. Just, just reading the questions to you, Matt. No, I that that's, that's my response is that that's a leading question, and I don't I and and I don't know what to say, other than 
tune in, turn on, take off. It's the final one from me, Matt. I'm Josh Lars from Sport Bible. Um, who do you believe is the best high flyer slash cruiserweight in the history of the business? In what? In the history of the business? Yeah. Man, I haven't watched enough wrestling to tell you that. Hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the one that like the only the only person I've ever heard like I I trust the sources closest to me, uh, and so my brother told me that I'm the best wrestler. And I, I respect him and his opinion, and it's pretty well formed. So, you know, I'll, I'll take the Mike Seidel approach and say that uh, it's Matt Seidel. Yeah. <laughs> See, you give me a chance to be humble, and I won't take it. Matt, we're going to go to a question. He's from uh, Elissa, Jim in sunny California. I'm not sure why we have to identify that, but that's what he wanted to uh, to do. He wants to know, repeatedly on this call, you have said you do not watch other matches, particularly that with opponents that you will face down the line. Why do you not do that? Whereas what he said is uh, sports teams, you know, before a big game, will watch hours and hours of videotape of an opponent. You don't do that. Why not? Uh, this isn't a sports team. This is this is mixed martial professional wrestling arts. Okay, there's a lot of UFC fighters that don't watch that much tape. And not only that, I've been wrestling forever. I have seen it all, and I don't watch wrestling on TV because I live my life in locker rooms. And not just in the locker room, I live my life sticking my nose out the curtain, peeking an eye through, and watching the shows that I'm on. And I'm on shows with all the best wrestlers on earth, Let's say, I mean, after my first few years of wrestling, once I started doing IWA Mid-South, I was on shows with the Earth's best wrestlers every single weekend, at least Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, week after week after week, in perpetuity, up until today. So when I watch these matches, so when Impact does taping, uh, yeah, I, I, I stick my head out through the curtain and watch and watch what's happening because it's live and it's real and it's there. But I don't myself out of my reality to to stick myself in somebody else's mess and watch a bunch of wrestling. I mean, uh, there is nothing when you're not when you have no expectations, you can't be fooled. So if you don't watch them wrestling, you don't expect things, you don't anticipate, you're not ha- you don't have anxiety. You're calm, cool, collected in that moment, and you just react and move with the flow. Oh, uh, Stephanie from Stiapshan Magazine again. I uh, wasn't expecting to ask her a question. As a yogi and uh, people doing meditation, I perfectly understand what you're trying to say when, say, on being focused and all those things. Um, uh, and I perfectly under- understand it, appreciate it. But my question is, when you hear now people telling you uh, you are uh, an inspiration for them, for young talents, uh, what do you feel about that? And thank you again. Yeah, no, I, I'm so honored and thrilled uh, when when fans look up to me. I, you know, it's I know how hard it is to be a young kid and to find wrestling. It's 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 somebody who I can completely relate to because they probably found wrestling the same way I did. You know, you're a little lonely and you're a little sad and you're looking for a little bit of excitement, something to inspire you, something to 
something where you see people pushing beyond physical limitations that's inspiring. And uh, so I want a following. I want to lead a charge. I want to instigate large change on a global level. And I'm not just talking about in the pro wrestling industry. I'm talking about global culture and global the essentially the climate of the entire globe can be changed if we all if if all these young people just started following me. I I am leading a charge of change. Question thinking for ourselves and questioning everything. I I would be so honored if my fans were able to like when I mention a Noam Chomsky video on YouTube, I would love it if they went out and watched it, or the Alan Watts videos, or the Ram Dass videos, or any of the lectures that I put out, or any of the podcasts that I recommend. I'm all, I, I can curate wrestling, but you know what? There's so many people with expert opinions and analysis and all that on wrestling. That's not for me. I want to show people something else. I want to show them that you can't take anything too seriously. You, you, have, to take, you have to take what you do serious but you can't take yourself too seriously. And, um, you know, a lot of people are stuck in the same train of thought. And if I can help people step outside their current conditioning and deprogram themselves a little bit, get them to unlearn something every day, you know, this is the thing that would make me happy. This is the message I'm trying to get across. I want to start a war on war or a war on the war on drugs. There's so much change that needs to happen and so many people suffering and so many people doing nothing. And you are complicit if you do nothing. You can't be neutral on a moving train. And this is why I'm leading this charge. This is why I'm taking the flag and saying things can be better. We can help each other. It's not about stepping on each other to get to the top. There's a surplus of resources, technology. It's just a matter of distributing them to everybody equally and, 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 and respecting the sovereignty of every human on earth, no matter where they're from, what language they speak or who, or, or which guy in the sky they believe in. Hey, Ryan Bowman from the gorillaposition.com again. Uh, we've talked before about you being a guy who doesn't carry a whole lot of baggage and you don't dwell a lot on the past, but do you have a word or a general statement that you could use to summarize your career so far? Painful. You care to elaborate? I would say, uh, you know, I would say this basically since 2010, I have been dealing nonstop with injuries and doing uh, physical therapy and rehab and training and pushing myself through a lot of physical pain. And then, you know, being able to hang in there with some of the biggest guys in wrestling just requires dur- literally the word I use is durability, which means it's just keep getting back up. You don't break, you bend. Like when there is a huge storm in the forest, trees get uprooted and knocked down. But if you look at the little green blade of grass, it just folded and bent and it was durable enough to survive and keep going and keep pushing on and getting a little taller and a little stronger. I wasn't someone who jumped out of the gate and was, and everyone said, you must see him. I clawed and scraped and earned through pain and suffering. And now all that suffering has created who I am today. And there is something special in that. And the journey continues. Yes. It's a, the quest continues. Thank you, sir. Namaste. 
Well, with that, Matt, I think we'll wrap up this week's media teleconference. Thank you very much. Certainly very entertaining and informative. Uh, Matt, how about a, uh, a final thought as we wrap it up for today? So I was sort of thinking like Sammy Callahan was going to like bump in and like tell me to shove it. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I hope everybody checks out that six-man tag that I just had with uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz against OVE at Pro Wrestling Revolver. It's uh, a lot of Rockwell masks in that match, and uh, it was kind of insane. Like at, at a certain point, I've seen a lot. Like I said, I've seen a lot of wrestling. You want to know where I watch wrestling from? Up close, ringside, and personal. And I saw some stuff that was uh, game-changing wrestling, and I hope everybody tunes into that, turns on, checks me out on face on uh, I, I got Facebook. It's facebook.com slash RebornSidel. Uh, Instagram at M-A-T-T-S-Y-D-A-L. And on Twitter, still with the classic name of Find Evan, F-I-N-D-E-V-A-N. But I'm sure you can find me under Matt Seidel. Uh, please support me. I've got an awesome impact shirt that says think for yourselves and question everything. Uh, I'd highly recommend getting that from the Shop Impact store. I'm sure we can link to it. Uh, check that out. Uh, I'd like everyone to just embrace the people around them with love radiating straight from their third eye and uh, be grateful to be in the universe today. Wonderful. We will wrap it up with one final question for you, Matt. The, 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 tonight on Impact, the number one contender for the X Division title in a four-way match, Ishimori versus Phantasma versus Drago versus Aerostar. Do you care who wins? Yes, absolutely. It matters who wins. In fact, it matters so much, I'm going to turn my TV on. I was a little dusty. I'm going to have to clean the screen. But I'm going to watch this. Because I'm not, it matters who wins, yes. But, but to me, I'm going to watch this match and just let it happen. I'm going to watch this match and enjoy it because there is something incredible about Drago and Aerostar. If you haven't seen them wrestle, you are kidding yourself if you call yourself a wrestling fan. Uh, Ishimori is, I don't know, maybe... Japan's best wrestler. I said he has a track record that's incredibly innovated. This high flying cruiserweight style, the expedition style that we do, and then Ihoji Fantasma, who is uh, ungodly, insane, and incredibly proficient in wrestling, and has that chocolate charm. I mean, this this match is just going to be fun for me. What the thing is is I don't like to watch wrestling by myself, so I'm going to invite the friends over. Uh, we're all going to watch the match, and whoever wins, we're going to make fun of them a bunch, and then I'm going to use that as my mic work against them going into our title match. Uh, and so that's the plan. That's kind of how I game plan. I get inspired if I watch it, then I'll think of some trash to talk, and then I will uh, bring that right to Mackenzie Mitchell. I'll drop a dime on her, and then uh, we'll go straight to the ring, and I'll defend the belt. Wonderful. Sounds like you got the whole game plan all set to go. Yeah, man, I got it figured out now. All righty. Well, to the ex-division champion, thank you very much for today. Always a pleasure, Matt. We will uh, talk to the media next week, and thank you, everybody, for calling in. Thank you, Ross.